I want to encourage you to stay faithful to the Word of God. And if you stay faithful to the Word of God, God's going to stay faithful to you. Amen? Amen. I, I, I like that. I like that. The whole thing is about being faithful. And this is what this whole entire chapter is about. Faithfulness. Let us stand for reading of God's Word. 2 John, verse number 1. The elder unto the elect lady and her children, whom I love in truth, and not only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace from God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I have found of thy children walking in truth as, as we have received a commandment from the Father. And now I beseech thee, thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but that which we have beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that, as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in. For many deceivers are entering into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but we have received a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any of you bringing not this doctrine, receive him not unto your house, neither bid him God's speed. For he that bid Abideth him God's speed and partake of his evil deeds. Having many things to write unto you, I would not write with paper and ink, but I trust to come to you and speak face to face that our joy may be full. The children of thy elect sisters greet thee. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this moment, Lord, that we come come to your house, Lord, and praise you and glorify you. Father, we again appraise you for the mothers of this church, Lord, that stood faithful, Lord. We thank you for the mothers all over that has been faithful, Lord. We just thank you for them, Lord. Now, Lord, help us to be what we need to be. Help us to stand in this world that's going around us and in chaos and this dark time. Lord, help us to be that shining light that someone needs to see. And, Father, just empty me yourself and fill me in thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, this book of John, verse Numbers, is the smallest book in the Bible. But can I say just because it is a smallest book in the Bible does not make it any less powerful than any of the rest of the books in the Bible. In fact, the more you study this book, I'm convinced as an as a urgency goes out, as far as intimacy goes in, powerful it is like that John jumps right to the point of what he's dealing with. And also I find that there is a, the only book in the Bible addressed to a woman. The only one is addressed to a woman. And even though she's unnamed, they don't mention her name. The Bible calls her the elect in verse 1. In verse 5 he said, And now I beseech you the lady. There are those who believe that he's talking about the church, but there is no Bible to back up that. 
There's no, there are those that believe Mary is the mother of the church, uh, uh, the Roman Catholic mythology, and they, they say that. And here John is specifically writing to a lady in a church, and she, he's warning her of something that needs to be warned about. Obviously, John cares enough about the lady and appreciates this lady to the point where he, uh, he addresses the entire 13 verses to this lady. And this, later, this letter in the beginning is about her work as a parent. He talks about the fact that she loves the truth and her children love the truth. And how John rejoices in verse number 4 when he heard that the children of this lady loved the same Jesus that she loved and she uh, walking with the same Jesus that she's walking with and she loves the truth and her children loves the truth. John said in 3 John verse 4, I have no greater joy than to bear here that thy children walk in truth. What a great thing it is that your mother can sit here this morning and says, my children are walking in truth. I, I, my children have been taught. I, I have pointed them in the direction and now they're following after me. What a great thought. What a great uh, a badge for mother today says, my children are following my footsteps. Make sure your footsteps are correct. Amen. Can I say if there's ever been a day we need parents, we need mommies and daddies, they don't need another buddy. They don't need another uh, parent. They don't need another friend. They don't need another person to smoke with them, cuss with them, drink with them, run the roads with them, and have a party. We need in this day that we need parents to step up and be parents and direct their children in the way they should be going this morning. This is the way, walk that in it. Amen. There needs to be some real parental work in the day that we live in. Sadly, it seems the work of being a parent has fallen along the wayside somewhere. It is becoming foreign to the American Christians today. It seems like we want everybody else to, to raise our parents, our children. God help you if you want the school system to raise your child today. God help you if you want the TV programs that your children are watching to raise your children today. Look at the, the stuff that's being pumped into our school systems and they're telling your kids, this is the way you should go. This is the way you should act. If you want to be a girl, you can be a girl. If you want to be a boy, you can be a boy. It doesn't matter which one. They're saying it's okay that you can change. No, it's not. God created you. And we need parents to stand up and say, this is what God has said and this is what we're going to live by. Amen. Amen. He deals with her personal walk. Here in 2 John, he talks how she is walking in love. Not only toward others, but she's walking in love toward the Lord. And after his commandments, verse 5 and verse 6, I like the fact that this woman, this mother, she's just not telling her children, mm, 
She's just not telling her children, uh, you need to do this, you need to do that. Uh, I'm going to let you do that. But let me, she's not only telling them, but she is setting the example before them. Uh, she's leading her children. She's guiding the children in the direction they need to go. And John says, I want to praise this woman because she's setting the example. She's living the life that she has said she's going to live. Many parents this morning have the mindset, do as I say, not as I do. Amen. Can I say that mindset will cause your children to hate what you have? They will not come. Oh, they, you do as I say and not as I do. You start telling them that. They don't want what you got because they know hey, my mom and my daddy, they go to church, but when they get home, they're not my mom and daddy that's in church. They put a cloth on them when they go to church, but when they come home, they take that cloth off. I see them for what they was. I'm telling you, we've got to have some parents in our world today to grow up our children. Showing them that it's not bad to believe the Bible. Showing them that it's not bad to walk after God. Showing them this is the direction that you need to go in. Showing them that you can walk in love and the commandments of God and still be a human today. He says, I, I want to encourage you. He talks about her parental, how she's teaching her children to be what they need to be. He says, not only are you teaching, you're walking in the direction and your children are following after you. Moms, can I say this? You need to set the example for your children this morning. Even the young ones that are sitting here, you need to set the example for them that they see now that years go by, they will follow in your footsteps that you stood close to God. You walk with God, you love God. They need to see that. But not only does, does they talks about her parental guidance and her walk, but he gives her some powerful warnings here. We find the warning that John gives this woman begins in verse number 7 and ends in verse number 11. Five of the verses of this 13th chapter, we find John is warning this woman about deceivers that are in this world today, trying to mess her up, trying to get her off track, trying to get her out of the church, trying to uh, uh, mess her children up. He commends, he comments how many times the deceivers are out there trying to deceive Someone is trying to live for God. Someone is trying to walk for God and do the things of God. There are those that will come by and try to get you off track and get you in another direction. Yeah. Every day where we are, people are on the, proudly be called the deceivers today. Not, can I say this? He's warning her of the deceivers in this world today that's out there. 
Can I say this to you this morning? I'm warning you there are deceivers out there that's trying to get you away from the church, trying to get you away from God, trying to get you away from the teachings of God, or trying to get you to be unfaithful, or trying to move you out. There are a lot of them out there in this world doing that this morning. But can I say this? There are also just as many deceivers that wear the cloak of a Christian that sings the songs, that reads the Bible and doing the things they say that's God. There are deceivers sitting in churches today that's trying to get you off track this morning. John said in verse 7, many deceivers are into the world. And if it was that, way in John's day you might imagine how many deceivers are in there and I ain't going to go there. Paul said for I know this that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter into you and not sparing the flock. The Bible talks about the tares and the wheats and like I said I'm not just talking about those out there I'm talking about those that are in the church. There are those that say hey we're the new thing in town. We've got a new song. I've heard that so many times. I got a new song. And there are those that says, We got a hip, cool preacher. I'm not trying to be hip. I'm not trying to be cool. I'm just trying to preach what the Bible says. I'm not trying to impress anybody. I'm trying to impress him. And let me just say, there are so many in this world that's out there trying to deceive you off of what God has said. There are deceivers in the pulpit this morning. I wonder where the Old Testament prophets are today. The old preachers that would rear back and just let it rip and they didn't care who who they offended. They preached the word of God and it stuck with you. Where's the Elijahs? Where's the Jeremiahs at today? Men stood up in an unpopular day and they preached the truth with everything they had. And today you, you, you and I are the lady today. We're living in a messed up society. We're fighting the imps of hell on every hand. I see something in this lady that I believe that you and I can learn from her this morning that will help us in our walk, help us to get closer to God. And I believe this with all my heart. No matter where you're at serving God, no matter what you're doing for God, we can all get closer. I try to get closer. I want to get closer. I try less Lord every day to move me closer to you. I believe every one of us can get closer to God if you so desire. If you desire. There, there's some things about this lady that will help us to combat the deceivers in this world today. What I see, I see her faithfulness. John is writing to a lady. This is the mother, and she jumps out at me. Where's, where's her husband at? And nowhere is this said her husband, the father to the children. There's not one reference in the text about this woman's husband, her spiritual authority, or the children's father. You may ask, where is this man? There's only one or two reasons that this man is not mentioned. Either he has left, ran off, 
for he has died. But either case, either way, she has not given up. She is not walking away. She is not throwing a towel in. She might be sitting in church and she might be hearing somebody talking about her. Well, where's her husband at? She's not going to let it get her to her. She's going to keep walking with love. She's going to keep serving God. She's going to keep going in the directions here. She's not going to let people talk about her, get her down and get her out of church. She's going to just stay on. She's being faithful to God. Whether her husband has passed away or her husband has left her, she's going to be faithful to the things of God. She's not being wavered. She's going to continue to go what God says. What I love about this woman is life has not been easy for her. Has not been easy for her. What I love about this woman, she has come through troubles, she has come through trials, she has come through headaches, and no doubt she has cried herself at sleep at night. She soaked her pillows with tears. No doubt this woman has to feel the, feel the questions of the children. When's daddy coming back? Where's daddy at? And this born woman has to bear the reproach of the, being a single mother and the society in which she lives in today. This woman bears pains of sitting in a church by herself without a man. Yet she has made her mind up. I'm going to be faithful to the word of God. Now, I can stop right there and take a time out and say, you know what? This woman was faithful to the Word of God. It would do every one of us sitting here good to be faithful to the Word of God. The Word of God, you know the Word of God. You read your Bible. You be faithful. It would do us all good to be faithful to the Word of God this morning. Amen. She's faithful in her walk with God. Can I tell you something? We all learn something right here. What's that, preacher? Just be faithful. Just be faithful. Whether life has dealt you a, a good hand or a bad hand, where everything is still together in your life, where everything's just falling apart in your life, you've gone through disasters of death, divorce, or whatever you've been through. Anybody could stand with you and say, make your mind up. I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be faithful to the cause of Christ. I, I'm going to be a church goer. I, I'm going to sit on the church pews. I, I'm not going to let the deceivers of this world uh, draw my attention away or draw my affections away. I, I'm going to be faithful this morning. You want to talk about faithfulness? During the Civil War days, I was reading that when the men had to go off to wars, the wives and kids had to stay. Wife had to step up and start doing the chores that their daddy was doing. 
and still maintain the chores that she was supposed to do. She had to remain faithful in the things that she was supposed to do as a wife and as a mother, but yet she had to take on the role as a husband and the father and keep things going. And she stood up and she said, I'm going to be faithful to the very end. She was being faithful until he came back to her. Can I say this, children of God? You ought to be faithful like that. I'm going to be faithful to the Word of God. I'm going to be faithful to things of God. I'm going to be faithful to the house of God. And I'm going to stay faithful until He comes back. Amen. Amen. That ought to just make you ought to want to jump up and shout and run the pews. Just stay faithful. I, I see this woman being a faithful woman. A Christian without faithfulness, get this, now mark it down, a Christian without faithfulness is not a Christian. Just blew your mind, didn't you? Whew, I did not know that. Yes. God has a high priority on faithfulness. He puts much into being faithful. It's required to be a good steward of God to be faithful. It requires you to be found faithful. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I'll make you rule over many things. God puts a high price on faithfulness. Be ye steadfast, unmovable, always bound in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain. John points out to this woman that she is a faithful woman this morning. Can I say this to you this morning? God ought to find us faithful. (laughs) Just because you've been dealt a bad hand, just because things ain't gone right in your life, should not kick you out of the church, should not get you away from the things of God, should not get you out of reading the Bible. Let's praise God. It just ought to make you draw closer to Him. I'm telling you, when you start going through disasters, you'll draw closer to Him. I'm telling you, you ought to go back and listen to the series on the storm survivors. It will get you closer to God. Praise the Lord. Are you faithful this morning? Are you faithful this morning? He's found faithful at all times. And I I messed up. I'm telling you. I know I've messed up. I know there's days I just say, Lord, I I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Lord, I, I just don't feel like reading your Bible. I don't feel like praying. I don't even feel like going to preaching them old people down at church down there more. Amen. But God will get me out of that bed. Shake me up. And I'll come on down here. He knows I'm not faithful 100% all the time. But I don't be found faithful. John says, he sees this woman and says, you know what? I, I see you being faithful. I see you being faithful. I, I, I know that some Christians want to come to church on Sunday morning and hear John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that who believe in him shall not perish, have a lovely life. I'm telling you right now, if you're not saved right here this morning, if you're not saved, you know what I don't know, you know, get saved. 
But this morning, I'm coming after the saved people. I, I'm telling you saved people that you, <laughs> you say I'm saved. I'm on my way to heaven. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. I've been washed in the blood. I'm on my way. And let me just say this. Let you can claim that all you want to, but if you're not being faithful to the church, to the word of God, to the Bible, to witnessing, you're not faithful to him. Amen. I'm trying to get your attention this morning that we ought to be found faithful to the things of God. People say, why do you go to church so much? I love church. I'm, I'm just, just going to be honest with you. If you wasn't here, I'd still come. I love church that much. Amen. Why do you preach that? People say, all you preach is sin, sin, sin. Well, you know what? The only thing that keeps you out of heaven is sin. The only thing that can get you into heaven is Jesus. Amen. Can you think of anything? I ain't going to say that for every day is a good Friday. This is your best day yeah, yet. No, it's not. The best day of your life is the day you claim Jesus Christ as your Savior. You get washed by the blood and you know you're on the way and He finds you faithful in the things of His way. Amen. We got too many pew sitters today. I just want to go to church. Make me feel good about things I did last night. Amen. You'd be, you'd, be, you'd be falling off that first run of that ladder too many times, buddy. Amen. Hitting your head too many times. Being faithful. God puts a high priority on being faithful to the things of God. Not only John says, you know, lady, I see your faithfulness. I see your children's. You know, that. can I say this? Your kids are watching you. They know exactly what. <laughs> your kids watch you. They see you exactly for what you are. You can come to church and put on a cloth of all the things you want the church to know what you are. You can tote that Bible. You can sing the songs. You can praise. You can testify. But when you go home, your children see exactly who you are. I'm telling you. And if you're putting on an image in church that you ain't carrying over at home, your kid's going to see that. You think they're going to want what you got? I wouldn't want what you, what you got. They need to see faithfulness. Out of church, in a church, in a crowd, at Walmart. Amen. On the highway, most, of, most Christians lose their religion on the highway. Amen, I'm just telling you. There's a lot of crazy drivers in this. But we, 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 we're not faithful, but you know what? Your kids see everything that you do. And he, John says, I see your faithfulness, but I also see your children's faithfulness because of what you've done. If you want your children to be faithful to things of God, then you must be faithful to things of God. Then he says, I see your fight. Watch what John tells it in verse number 10. And I, I'm sure she did it. If there ever come unto you, bringing not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. Now, nowhere in the Bible it says anything that anybody went to her house and she'd done exactly that. 
John said, don't let these deceivers into your house. This woman's got some fight because you imagine there's people that are knocking at our doors and say, hey, I've got this tower. I want you to watch out. I've got this track. Hey, is that the things of God? Is that Christ? No, but get out of here. Don't want it. Well, we'll see you later. Get out of here. I ain't saying anything to you. <laughs> my grandmother Woods was a fighter. If you don't believe me, ask my, well, most of my, my dad and my uncles and all them passed away. But uh, she was a fighter. Now, she was this tall. Little bitty Cherokee, half-blood woman with long hair. Hair was down to the ground. But she carried a big stick. She knew how to use that stick. She was not afraid to use that stick. She would come out and... Uh, she would uh, get a hold of them boys of hers that was causing a ruckus. And she let them know, you can't do that. Well, she lived almost uptown. And there was always people coming by to give things out. She didn't take that stuff. She would walk to that door. Somebody opened the door. Can I talk to y'all about this and this? And my grandmother being a Here's that. She's going, whoop. She's a little thing. Run over and grab that stick and run that front door. Get out of here. Get out of here. She didn't want to hear that. She was a fighter. This, this woman's a fighter. John said, hey, there, there's going to be those that can try to just, and not only come to your door to, to try to deceive you, but there's going to be some sitting in the church on the pews that's going to try to deceive you. Going to say, hey, we got a new doctrine. We've got a... <laughs> I love this guy to actually told me we got a new way to heaven. Oh, no. Wow. What is it? Well, you, we, everybody just has fun. Everybody does this. We go to church. <laughs> huh? No, there, there, there is no new doctrine. There's no new way. It's the same old way. If it was good for my grandmother, my grandpa, it's good enough for me. If it was good for the saints, if it was good for the prophets, this is the way that I'm going to go. This lady stands as a guard. She's watching her house because she knows, listen, she knows that if she lets her guard down, ladies, listen to this. She knows if she lets her guard down, there's going to be those out there that's going to grab her kids. She knows if I let my guard down, if I don't keep my guard up and watch for the deceivers in this world, I can set my guard down, turn my back, and then my kids will be gone. And I don't know if y'all know any, but I know some family members that let their guard down and their kids are out in this world, living in this world doing the things of this world, and they asked themselves, how in the world could that have happened? There's no fight in you. You can keep your guard up. You Got to keep your guard up. This woman's a fighter. She, she kept her guard up. She said, hey, I cannot let the guard down because not only am I watching for myself, but I'm also watching for my children. I'm trying to keep my children right. I'm trying to keep my children right. Was, I read a story about a Union soldier. He comes to the southern parts, and they were hungry. 
And uh, they seen some chickens behind the house. And then you and your soldiers, well, I'm just going to go back and get me some chickens. The lady heard the chickens, back, back there. She come out there and seen them, she had her a gun. <laughs> they said, we're hungry. She said, you ain't having my chickens. You need to get off my land and don't come back. And she walked them all around the front of the house, and there was the colonel sitting on a horse that says, what's wrong? This lady won't let us have her chickens. He will kick them chickens anyway. I said, get out of here. I said you can't have. I said you need to not come back. That's what we need to be doing today. We ought to be telling, hey, world, you can't have my kids. Uh, don't come back. Uh, devil, you can't have my kids. I'm not giving them up. I'm going to stand true. I'm going to keep my guard up. You can't have them today. I don't... I thought of one o'clock, but it would be at two o'clock. I don't understand why some Christians believe the music they listen to are edifying to themselves. You, you go home, you listen to whoever you listen to. I don't know who you listen to. Yeah, rock and roll, kill your mama and run off your grandmother, kiss your dog and drink a beer and all that. Yeah, all kinds of stuff out there. I, I can't believe a Christian would ride down the road with honky-tonk blues blurring away and the kids sitting in the back going, what's up? The, the things that you do edifies you and it rubs off on your kids. I'm just telling you this. Parents, moms, what you're doing, you better make sure that it not only edifies you, but glorifies God, and that your children can see that's the way I want to go. Not only do we see her fight, we see her fidelity. She's, she's loyal to things. In verse 1, the, the elder of the, unto the elect woman and her children, whom I love in the truth, not only also, but also they have known the truth. Verse number two, for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. He uses the word truth five times from verse one, two, three, and four. He, he, he uses the word commandment in four times in verses four, five, and six. He uses the word doctrine three times in verses nine, ten. Twelve times in this chapter, he mentions something about truth. Five times the word of truth, four times the word of commandment, three times the word of doctrine. And what that is is nothing but the truth. From what I understand reading this, this woman had a deep-seated love for the truth. As a matter of fact, she is more concerned with truth than she is with family. Friends, let me say this, there are those in our denomination that will wave a King James Bible and say, I love Jesus, but when it gets right down to it, taking sides from their family or friends, their children, their husband, their wife, truth is out the window. They don't stand on truth. Blood is thicker than water. Amen. There are those in church 
but they will side up with family over truth anytime. Watch what John says in verse number 5. And now I beseech you, thee, lady, not as though I wrote a new commandment unto thee, but which we have from the beginning that we love one another. See, this is where most people stop at. We love one another. We got to have love. What is love? What is love? Let's read the definition of love, verse number 6. And this is love. That we walk after his commandments. This is the commandment that ye have heard from the beginning. You should walk in. The basis for brotherly love is this book right here. Where if we're not in agreement, we cannot walk together. We can't walk the same path if we have a difference in agreement. I love what Aaron Rodgers said. I'd rather be divided over the truth than to be united in error. Sadly, we're living in a day where people want to hear what they want to hear. We're living in a day where people are grabbing a form of preaching or a form of gospel that makes them feel good about what they're doing. No matter how you live, no matter what you're doing, no matter what you're doing, just let me feel good right here and now. If you don't make me feel good about the things I'm doing, then I cannot come to your church. We cannot work together anymore. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the preaching of the truth and the word of God. And if preaching the word of God and truth and love, you'll always find it does not compel you to live your life the way you should. If, if what the truth does not get you to stop doing what you're doing, then I cannot do anything for you. I cannot help you. John said, I heard that even your children have fell in love with the truth. They have watched you so much they fell in love with it. And listen, love the truth so much that your children and grandchildren want to love the truth this morning. We see her fight. We see her fidelity. We also we see her finished. I, I take for granted that she finished right. We have nothing in the Bible says how she finished or what on from that. Verse 8, look to yourselves that you, we lose not those things which we have brought, but we receive a full reward. I love that word, full reward. The deceivers of this world will try to steal your rewards. They will try to take you from you, they, they'll let this, let, let me say this again. You cannot earn redemption, but you can earn rewards. And you can lose your rewards. Amen. Fellowship and rewards fluctuate on how you finish things out. As someone I know, not so much smart, but said it's not how you start. It's how you finish. Amen. Can I say that again? It's not how you start. It's how you finish. We, none, of, none of us has started out right. Amen. None of us. You can say, well, I was in church from the day I was born. Good. Good for you. But until you come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're still not started out right. Amen. You're not finishing right. 
I don't have any record that she ended up finishing wrong. I don't. So I take it for granted this woman did not lose her full reward. She stayed with the stuff. Even though it was not easy, it was not pleasant, her life was a mess. Everything was coming against her. But I love what John said here. We receive a full reward. I, I don't want a partial reward. I, I don't know about y'all, but I don't want to go to the Lord and say, he said, he said well, you could have had this, but this is what you're getting. A partial reward. If you worked eight hours a day for five days a week, and you're working for a set number of money for an hour, when that comes at paycheck time, you want that full paycheck. Amen. You, you, put it, you put the time in, you put the effort in, you got up, you got dressed, you drove to work, you labored, you worked, and all that thing. You want your full reward. Can I say this, regardless of how many years you've been serving God, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years, you want your full reward. I expect a full reward. I desire a full reward. Amen. But if you don't put the time in, the effort in, that is required to have a full reward, don't be disappointed when you stand for God. And everybody else is getting all this reward. And you're not getting nothing. Listen, it will be worth all the faithfulness. It will be worth all the fighting this morning. When we get there. I know that sometimes it seems like all we do that is a Christian life is fight. Worry. I'm sorry to tell you, that is the Christian life. Just, just being faithful and telling people the truth. And some people don't want it. That's just the Christian life. That's the way it is. But the finish is worth it. One day when we step off this plane of faithfulness and fighting and land on the other side, where we see all the faces of those that served God, loved God. We see the Savior and the nail-scarred hands. It will be worth being faithful this morning. We'll be glad to be finished. We'll be glad that somebody told us to stay in there when you don't feel like it, when you're about ready to give up, just hang in there, keep going. It's going to be worth it at the end this morning. May we ask God this morning to put in us what this woman had in her this morning. To be faithful. No matter what. May we ask God that. I want a double portion, Elijah said. I, I want a double portion. I want to be found favor. We have let the deceivers of this world rob us of our joy and peace with God. And the reason why they've done that is because we have not stayed true to the Word of God. 
for not being faithful to the things of God. You want to be like this woman this morning and just serve God no matter what comes your way, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're going through. You may be here this morning thinking, well, I'm about ready to decide to just throw in the towel and stay home. It's just not worth it. Remember this, it's not how you start, but how you finish. That's what it really means. Finish faithfully. Stay faithful.